I'm back, baby. Oh, my double crap. Do you know who I am? No, but maybe if you hum a few bars. Yes, sir, random kid I just met. You know, this man's forgotten more about pain than you'll ever remember. About pain. About forgetting about. It's Jake C. Lee. I am the low rating that cancels your program. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Don't be jealous because I'm attractive. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. It's time to check the link. I like that. I didn't do anything wrong because I can't do anything wrong. Hooray! People are paying attention to me. It's all in sports. It's all in sports, everybody. Yeah, that's right. I didn't say game on. Welcome to the show and all that type of stuff because I have to do this part because I forgot to do it when I brought on the two guests today. I forgot to tell everybody I'm going to be letting you know who won the signed Michael Thomas mini helmet today. So you have to wait till the end of the show. So don't just skip ahead and find out if you're the winner. Just wait for it. Listen to the greatness that is the show today. And then at the end, by the way, if you didn't win, I'm going to have a semi giveaway because I feel bad that I can't give away however many people, I'm not going to give out the exact number, but people that entered the contest to try and win. I wish I could just like say, hey, here's t-shirts for everybody. I'm going to have something involving t-shirts for the first few so many people. Listen on Thursday. I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. Just listen on Thursday. I'll tell you how you can get kind of like a runner-up prize because like I said, I feel bad. I wish I could give somebody, everybody a prize. So let's do the show. We're going to pause here for a second, and then you're going to hear me say, game on, welcome to the show, because that's how I kick things off. So that's what this little intro stuff was about. Game on, everyone. It is Jake Seeley. You know where to follow me because you're doing it already. But just in case you're not, maybe you came through my terrific guests today. Yes, I have plural guests today, which should be interesting. This is the first time ever, fellas, that I've had two guests on at the same time. They're like, I'm not the show with Chris and Joe. It was first time ever. And I did so... Because, you know, we, we had this battle of who's going to be the first person to be the second guest of their time. Or wait, the second time that you were the first? I don't know. However you want to add it up together. I felt it was kind of, uh, uh, you know, cutting one of you short. And I didn't know who to pick. So I just had them both. I had Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman both together here because they're the best. If you're not following their show in this league, if you're not following them at Bogman Sports. Uh-oh, Chris, I did him first. Or is it the Welsh? Mm. And there you go. Yeah, but you said his name first when you introduced us. That's a good point. And, See, uh, and I appreciate you having us on as both guests because, you know, Jake, you always remember your first. So you always remember us, that we were here together <laughs> with you. Right, give, give me two months, I'll forget. <laughs> two weeks and you'll be like did i have you losers on oh yeah, yeah i guess i did <laughs> i don't even remember the first when, when did i even have you on the first time i don't even know i was your like third guest or well, second had guest. terrible audio no one yeah. liked and it. apparently no. that was one you of the, only, the first two episodes you had like audio issues and i was on one of those it was great right. and i and i put that actually if you remember i said on the show please deal with this as I'm working it out and getting new equipment because I'm all the blah, blah, blah. And I still got a two-star review. Said, great show, but the audio sucks. Thanks for paying attention, Dan. At least you're not, you're not bitter about it. So well, but the, those losers need to get a life because that show, so many great things came of that show. The Victoria Justice uh, onslaught was built on that show. I still get tweets from your listeners that want me to continuously put uh you know at her on some of your shows a lot of great stuff came from that show we we complained we talked about victoria <laughs> justice there was a little bit of sports it was a great episode and now there's just complainers about it because the audio 
So, so when I had you on, I'm actually looking right now, Chris, you were September 4th. You were the second show, third guest, because the first show was Joe and Chris together. Uh, Scott, do you know when you came on? Much later. Uh, than I think two, three weeks after that. Try a month and a half, October 16th. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. that's what I said. I like it. That, that's well, about right. That's about how you want remember to remember what you just said about memory. I got the same deal going on. So, so yeah. oh, so you don't forget that, uh, you know, basically you were second sloppy seconds to the up. Team. I was like sloppy ninths at that point. <laughs> yes, well, I was to say anything, time. anything memorable come from that show? Can, uh, cause mine was the Victoria justice. Anything Bogman? Uh, I know we had a great time and we, uh, talked smack about you when the mics were off. So oh, yes. okay. all right. Good off. I, well, I think I recorded that. Too. <laughs> well, I mean, I know. Hold, hold on, hold on. Make sure so because there are going to be. This is there's no way to say this without saying con- conceded. But there's no way the other way say is people are going to get to the show and not know who you guys are. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to so, say something. That's not a possibility. That's a probability. There's yeah. A- I mean, I think most people don't know who we are. So well, yeah. so whoever wants to do it, or if you want to do it together, tell everybody where to find you and your high quality work. Well, we do like high quality work in this league.com. That's the website we've been, man, we've been around for five ish years. Plus we do baseball, basketball, football. I have a prospect baseball show. Bogman does college football. I mean, we do a ton of stuff. We are, uh, we do a show with Joe Pizzapi over on the fantasy black book. We're all into comedy entertainment, talking about uh, fantasy sports and everything in between. And uh, we pride ourselves on high quality stuff. So just search ITL or in this league, wherever you go, and you can find all of our stuff with great guests like Mr. Jake Seeley, who joins us a whole bunch. And uh, I don't know anything else, Bogman. Uh, no, that sounded pretty good. I do like that you said we're all about comedy because there's so much funny stuff going on in the NFL right now. It is like a <laughs> rain cloud. It's like, hey, uh, let's be funny. Let's be goofy. And then they're like, nope, serious issues. Well, I was about serious to say, issues. There, there's like a thin line, Jake, between like, you know, laughter and hatred. You know, what is it? Love and hatred type of thing. Like, that's how I feel like. Like, you look at some of the stuff around the NFL. It is hysterically stupid. At the same time, the vitriol and hate that's also coming out of it. It The lines are so blurred this week specifically week 13 that we just had was the most like i really don't know how to handle my emotions or what i'm going to say <laughs> if it's going to be, have to be bleeped out or if it'll be family friendly well you can handle perfect. your emotions any way you want just keep your hands to yourself exactly well perfect examples tonight we have the redskins that apparently draw the line between we saw you on video and we didn't see you on video between <laughs> and foster or cream hunt i mean like that's cream hunt makes it all the way through waivers and nobody touches them but redskins are like yeah ruben foster it was your second time it's cool because guess what? We didn't see the video. Well, Jake, I lost my mind about it because I'm a 49ers fan and the Ruben Foster stuff couldn't be more infuriating, but I didn't hear about the Doug Williams quote. And on our Sunday reaction pod that dropped on Monday over on ITL, Bogman told me about Doug Williams. It's just, I'm going to get angry again. Tell me Doug Williams quote again. It, it was uh, what Ruben Foster did is small potatoes compared to some of the stuff going on in the league. You have got to be kidding me that that guy said he is unbelievable. Ruben Foster arrested three times. This is his second accusation of domestic violence. And that's small potatoes. Isn't he active tonight? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 He's on the exempt list. He's, yeah, he's, he's, on, the he's on the list where he's allowed to practice with the team and oh get the God. counseling and stuff like that. But yeah, this, uh, you know, is <laughs> small. Pot- how that wasn't a bigger issue. Just the fact that he said that is small potato. Like, I just, well, it probably I would have been, but Kareem Hunt saved him. So, 
Well, uh, and yeah, and also onslaught of people. So, well, is, yeah. is, no, I, I still can't get over. Look, this That's is the last thing. We're, we're moving on. We're moving <laughs> on. But, but yeah. I was going to say, I still can't get over the fact that we're praising the, the, the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill on the team. That I still can't, I can't get past that. So the problem <laughs> is, is like, we have this happen and, you know, no, no, it's okay because he married her. Well, that's what I was going to say. Mind you, <laughs> he was pregnant when he choked her out, people. Like, choked her out. And it happened in college and it wasn't on video, so nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? I said, uh, apparently, the NFL stance on domestic violence and just overall abuse, it's similar to voting. If you don't have a sticker and didn't tweet the picture of it, you didn't actually vote. That's about their same stance <laughs> that they take on all of these other accusations. Oh, there's no video? <laughs> it's all good. Video comes down. We do not have a tall exempt list. You have to be released. And it's um, it's bad. It's really bad. And it all kind of came to a head. And ironically, week 13, as we go into playoffs, guys are being released. Players are going down. Playoffs are on the line for people in fantasy. Everything culminated into this week. And uh, Twitter was uh, Twitter was a blazing, Jake. Twitter was a blazing. <laughs> Twitter is uh, Twitterizing. Speaking of that and a blazing, uh, your team there, Mr. Bogman, mm-hmm. uh, having your wonderful finish to that game, <laughs> I, I tweeted and out. I'm still here. I Aren't know, you proud of me? Tweeted out nothing more than S-T-E-E-L-O-L-E-R-S. That's all mm-hmm. I tweeted. And one of the first oh. responses I got, and I'll give you one guess of where this person was from and his favorite team said, F off, Jake. And he didn't say the F. He, he actually put something. Right. No, he spelled the word. I'm surprised he said that because uh, shouldn't uh, the first one should have just said six rings, right? That's the normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. I'm sure you got that one too, right? I mean, that was at the second one. No, I surprisingly didn't get any of those. There were 27 championships or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only six Super Bowls, so. Yes, that is true. But yeah, so the, the, you know what? Let's talk about them for a second, though. And obviously, so for everybody out there, forewarned, we are recording this Monday night. When you're listening to this on Tuesday, you might have the answer. When you listen to it Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday, because you can download and listen anytime, as you should. Mm-hmm. You might know. You might know the answer to this question, but we'll assume for argument's sake. Argument's sake. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> no James Conner this week. Jalen Samuel's thoughts, and I'll let you go first, Scott, because it is your team. Well, he has been the the straight backup on, on uh, I, the ITL show uh, last night. The Welsh and I were talking about it, and he was talking about Stephen Ridley. And I do. Uh, I think Ridley. If this had happened, you know, three or four weeks ago, it definitely would have been Ridley. But he, I think he fumbled. He did something where he is now in Mike Tomlin's doghouse. So he hasn't seen the field too much at all. Uh, Ever since that Thursday night Panthers game, it's been Jalen Samuels straight behind James Conner. So I think that if Conner can't play, and I think you're probably right for argument's sake, you know, why would they play him against Oakland anyway? Um Samuel should be the straight backup. And and to be honest, he's probably going to be my number one waiver wire guy this week. So I think he, he'll get it'll be like a 75 25 split between him and Rick. Um, heads up, by the way, while we're doing this, and this is not going to have any relevance to the show yeah. because who cares? Cole McCoy is walking into the locker room. By the yeah. way. It's because I have the TV on and I'm watching Cole. Oh, hook them. Turn those horns, Bachman. The horns are moving Cole. downward. We could be getting butches in this game. Yeah, it's it's Sanchez. He's gonna yeah. come in. RG three available. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So go. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just like thrown off. Like, well, we My name's Welsh, Jake. Uh, I know that your listeners don't know who I am. Just no, I know. It's just the Mark that. Sanchez thing has really got me thrown over here. Go ahead. So yeah, your thoughts on Samuels? He's very pretty. I know. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm questionable about Jalen Samuels. I mean, also today with the James Conner stuff, the coaching staff was very light saying that it looked like he avoided a lot of stuff. They think he actually could be okay. Um, didn't so much as go to say that he's going to play this weekend or anything like that, but they really seem to throw a lot of shade on the possibility that he's going to miss significant time. That does not mean he won't. Um, and then James Conner was seen kind of like walking gingerly, maybe even as far as saying limping through, um, uh, through some of the morning stuff and didn't talk to the media. So that's just some of the outer stuff. I'm questionable on Jalen Samuels overall. I just don't know if that guy is ready to be thrown into that role. I personally, I mean, and Scott is a much better person to um, to speak on this. Scott thinks that Jalen Samuels would be the full go. I kind of feel like the Steelers might try to go um, in a committee spot just because a guy like Steven Ridley has done it before. Jalen Samuels hasn't. But I'd also throw this out, not to like jump ahead, but you know, CJ Anderson has been in the news a whole bunch and he didn't actually end up signing with a team that we kind of thought. So I wonder if the Steelers midweek might consider bringing in somebody if they don't feel comfortable with it. But I think this is really, really tough because like what we saw with the Chiefs where you had one guy run the whole thing and now you know they've lost their guy and they've got a couple different options. I don't think they're a one-back system anymore. I don't know if the Steelers would be a one-back system when push comes to shove based on the injuries. So I do say Jalen Samuels has got to be the top guy, no doubt in my mind, but I don't know how much I would feel comfortable about putting him out there. Well, people can... He runs better routes, too, is yeah. kind of my See, thing. Is he was the H-back in college. So. Right. So people, when he came out of college, that was, this is where I'm going with it, by the way. This is a great tie-in for my next question about Jalen Samuels. Is I'm actually on Bogman's side. I actually think it's going to be Samuels. I think Ridley will get a small percentage, maybe some short yardage work, but I don't think it's going to be enough to be worried about. But as you were saying, when he came out of college, the big issue was what is a team going to draft him as? Is it going to be a fullback? Are they going to put him at tight end? Is it going to be a true halfback? Is it going to be H-back, as you said, and move him around because he was in this hybrid mode? Similar to the Ty Montgomery situation, but Ty Montgomery, obviously, we know how he is. He's the explosive wide receiver type. I actually He's compared more, him to Delaney Walker at one point. Uh, that's when we fair. Talked about him some that's, a, that's a really good one. So, because with now, the Niners, he used to play that kind of H back role. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who Chris was Coley, like, tight, and he was listed as a tight end fullback so like that. But so that's the issue we have now. So, for anybody that doesn't know and doesn't play on Yahoo, Yahoo for the entire year hasn't fixed it, has gone with it. They so said they did it since the draft. Janice Samuels is a tight end. They haven't done anything to it the entire year where despite the fact that Jalen Samuels has been used as a running back for the entire season, they still <laughs> haven't changed it. And people are like, well, they don't make changes. Oh, yeah, Ty Montgomery. Everybody want, we want to do that discussion. Ty Montgomery got moved to I running back by add, all. but they don't take away. So, well, okay, so that's the issue here. And this is what I'm saying. And I want to get your guys' thoughts because I am – everybody knows because I talked about it with Joe and Chris earlier today – I am somebody who's always said you do not change rules in the middle of the season. Like you don't yeah. say, well, now our playoffs are this, or well, now when you did waiver, like somebody tweeted me the other day and said, our trade deadline line was initially blah, 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 blah. I made a trade, but the commission changed something and said we were going to do it the week earlier. So he nixed my trade. I was like, you don't even pay the league. You, he said, I haven't paid the fee yet. I was like, don't pay. And don't come back to that league. You don't change Agreed. the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. However, this is the one time <laughs> now I, I'm completely changing course on this. And I know 
the argument against it and you guys feel free to make yours. And if you're hundred percent against me like Joe and Chris were, that's fine. I, I might be on an Island by myself, but because I remember what Marquise Colston did to leagues and we made a rule in our league during the season that Marquise Colston could not be used as a tight end. This is during the season as well. I think that everybody it has a league where that situation is needs to make that rule where you cannot use them as tight end because it is the definition of unfair advantage. Yeah, but, but what if someone has held on to him for the entire season? What if it's like a deep league and they were holding on to him for a while just to use him in this position? And that's the point. Is like you have to, that has to be determined right off the bat because Yahoo or most of these places, I think the only place that might consider doing that is Fantrax. But I would also say I don't think that's a good thing. We shouldn't you, people shouldn't come in and complain to change rules unless it's early, early and in the preseason. Right. And um, you have to make that decision if you're going to do it. Almost like Shohei Otani stuff everyone had to do on Yahoo for talking baseball where you know, you had to kind of go with your league mates and say like, all right, are, are you going to allow me to hold him maybe on the wire or you know, can I have an extra bench spot or however you're going to work it like that? You have to make the decision early on because I know we played in leagues where there were uh, multiple people that drafted Jalen Samuels in these 16-man leagues to be sneaky because he qualified at tight end. People love doing that, so you got to get ahead of it. Once the season See, starts, I understand that, but I, this is what I said to Joe and Chris, and there's going to be people listening to this show that are. The casual leagues, the people at work, the people that didn't know, that's not why they did it. That's not why they picked him up. Or he's out there right now. When they either save their, fa their fab or their waiver priority for some Right. Time. Okay, let's, let's put it this way. By the way, Adrian Peterson's about to take yeah. it to the house on like a 90-something yard run. Let's Good go. For, Good Aren't for we just waiting Peterson. for the flag? I mean... Of course, uh -huh. against the Eagles, who have stopped running backs all year long until recent. <laughs> Mark Sanchez, everybody, what a terrific handoff. Um, oh, so anyway... Man. Looks so good. <laughs> to go back to this. All right, so I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I'm pulling up Jalen Samuels' ownership on Yahoo. So it is 8% yesterday. 9% right now. Okay. So for the 91% of leagues out there where he's not owned to what you just said, Chris, and Scott, you jump, and then Chris, you can jump back into. That's where I'm saying before he's picked up, the rule is made. Like before he's picked up, if, you, if he's already owned – you know, now you're trying to say, and the, the person could probably argue back and be like, no, 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 that's exactly why I was holding him. So that's a tough situation. I agree with you. But if he's not owned yet and somebody picks him up, you're picking him up to play him at running back. End of story. Uh, yeah, see, I just don't think you can do that. So, but he's not uh, owned. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I just don't think that that's a rule that you can make in your league. Like, we're all going to agree that we can't use this guy. I and just, also... It's like now that the guy's worthwhile, we're saying like, no, no, now we can't do it. Like, again, you got to go. He's still worthwhile. He's still worth as a running back. He might not even be worth much. I mean, maybe James Conner can go, and then Jalen Samuels we get in the second half. Obviously, the whole argument is like if James Conner's out, but that's where he still has value as a fringe RB1 if James Conner's out. You still have the value, but that's my point. Is like if you have a team out there that still has a lot of fab left, and like the Spencer Ware situation, you just got Spencer Ware. Well, now you just got Spencer Ware, and you can put him in your. He is the tight end one. I don't care about freaking Travis Kelsey. Jalen Samuels is tight end one by a huge margin, and then it's the Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, but but you save you save your fab for something. You saved your uh, waiver. But you weren't saving it to start a running back at tight end. You know what these people should do? I mean, I got a better you never idea. know what's going to come up. I got a better idea. Why don't these people make sure to be listening to shows like this one and listen in this league? Get information. Casual is casual, but know what's going on. I mean, I, I, the, we're talking. Like, here's the other point. We are talking 
to the not super casual people. So what are we going to accomplish at the end of the day? These, everybody that is listening to this show and the shows that we all partake in, these are people that are between- you're, you're, you're overrating some of my audience. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, everyone is relatively in it. I just don't think we can go backwards. I think everybody here- That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's where I disagree is that I don't think it is going backwards. I think you're making the statement before waivers run so people are aware. But, that, but it looks bad that you're doing it to say, okay, hey, guys, now Jalen Samuel is super valuable, so now we have to change this. That's Samuels, where, respect. Yeah, sorry, I said Samuel. Samuels, I, I just think that's, that's a bad <laughs> – that's just a bad look at this point. Also, like, let's go back to blaming Yahoo. Let's focus. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> can we all just get along, Jay? Because what I'm trying to say, how, let's take one vitriol to Yahoo. Don't you look petty, too, if you're a commissioner that's way more involved than some of these guys, and then you come up and you say, hey. Because um, here's the thing. You can pick up Jalen Samuels, but you can't use him as as a tight end when you have no waiver priority and you no, have no. So that's what I was gonna say is like I know people aren't going to believe me, and that's fine. People don't believe me about a lot of things, so it's not news to me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, if I even was the commissioner with top waiver priority, I would still want to make that rule because I don't want. Again, it's an unfair advantage, no matter who it is. This person is getting a running back one fringe to start in your tight end position. There is nothing more game changing than that in the fantasy. And this is a very rare occurrence. I completely understand your guys' side of the argument. And I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm right. I'm just, this is why I'm so passionate about it is because for a game that's as luck driven as it is, I don't like to see us come down to this point of the season, somebody get that kind of distinct advantage where you're getting a running back that should score. 15 plus points with ease at this point of the season at tight end. It's a case by case basis, but how about this? How about you have to have a unanimous decision? You know, or I yeah. mean, because I know here's the problem. I think you should so have one person is going to vote. No, I know the number one waiver is not going to. So how about what you do is you go if you're playing in a 12 team, you've got to get um, nine votes, nine votes or ten votes. Well, it, no matter Senate, what, you got to get the playoff, the Senate, two thirds of the vote. Two thirds. There you go. Two. Yeah, there you go. Two yeah, thirds. Yeah, but only only be. playoff teams because that's where we are now. That's fair. Unless, unless you're in four. Well, yeah, uh, that's fourteen. That's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, four team. Then you got to go back to seventy five percent of the whole league because there's still a league. So that's everybody's going to vote yes except for the person that gets them. So that's. Well, yeah, then, I think that, it should be the that's league. the rule. Let the four just... team. Let if there's four teams, let the guy put him in at number one because then there's Travis Kelsey, Kittle, um, Zach Ertz, and the other guy. Let, Whoa, let, what, are you just assuming let, everybody in the playoffs has a top four tight end? Of course, Damn, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> duh. Zach Ertz. Duh. That's right. Duh. duh. How many times are we saying duh right now? Uh, how, many times, how much are we going to talk about Jalen Sanders? That was the longest rush though. of Adrian because, Peterson. Because this is, yeah, was it? Yeah, 90 yards. That's pretty long. Adrian Peterson, good for you. He just tied yeah. somebody with that touchdown too, by the way. Somebody on the records. I remember seeing it throughout the day. I still don't remember who it was. That's how much I cared. Someone so, good. No, but the, yeah. The, 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 I know you said that, Chris, but the entire point was the fact that it wasn't so much just Samuels. It was this kind of situation. We haven't dealt with, oh my God, Colt McCoy is not coming back into this game. Um, the Marquise Colston thing we haven't had since Marquise Colston. I mean, this this hasn't happened since then where Marquise Colston was eligible at tight end because Yahoo assumed that's what he was going to be drafted at. It's a, it's a great conversation. How about one more little piece to throw in here? It's, it should be the commissioner's job. On. You wanted the, to move on. Well, I, just to say, it's the commissioner's job to go through Make the roster. Make a damn mind. Go through the, uh, the player pool 
before you get into draft season and you got to make the rule but ahead of time this shouldn't come as soon as Jalen Samuels is relevant it should come but see uh, that was my counter argument is that the beginning of the season when you said people were drafting him and stashing him as a tight end knowing exactly what there is a large contingent of even active like I mean more than one league owners who did not know Jalen Samuels well, yeah, because he was supposed to be, uh, you know, behind Bell and then Connor. Right. He and wasn't then even Ridley. He and wasn't then, even on the radar. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so I understand you what you're saying, Chris. It's just, well, I think it comes down to, like you said, Yahoo screwed the pooch, and they should fix it, and or should have by this point. Because if you would, they would have taken care of this four weeks ago. It wouldn't even be an issue. Think of, think of 2018's Yahoo season, the vitriol of Shohei Otani and how they treated the situation where they just put their hands up and they're like, well, we don't have a solution where everyone else <laughs> did. And then you get stuff like this that you're bringing. I mean, I'm all for this, Jake. Put your feet in, dig in, let everybody know about the mistake that only Yahoo is doing. And 2018, we can oh, go back. Oh, oh, I have people from Yahoo on this show. Come I on. love Yahoo. Dude, I'll tell you this right now. I, I've always loved Yahoo. Yeah, to, be, to be honest, real quick, I'll to, to be honest, like this isn't Brad Evans' decision. This isn't like... Yeah, no, this isn't like Harmon's. We have yeah. Harmon on. We, I yeah. love those guys. This isn't any of those guys' right. decision. At the end of the day, though, it, it, like even Yahoo, they came out and did a whole thing about Shohei and they said, listen, from a developmental standpoint, we can't do it. Other platforms happen to be able to, but but Yahoo, to me personally, from a user standpoint, has always been top-notch. So I'm not, I, I mean, I probably play 50-50 or maybe even a little bit more Yahoo between fan tracks. So, I mean, this is coming from a Yahoo user. They got it. The, the roster stuff has always been an issue. That's not a secret. Oh, that's, that's true. All right. Uh, we got just a heads up for everybody. This is the inside in like angle of podcasting. Um, I'm cheap and I'm not paying for things that shouldn't be paid for. So real quick, just so you know, we have about three minutes for this next topic. And before I jump in and cut you guys <laughs> off and then we get to the next one, let's talk real quickly about Mike McCarthy being fired. How about that? Because I, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that one situation. I don't care about Aaron. Rodgers. This isn't a football level. I don't even want to go down that road. Just, the fact that Philbin is taking over and going to continue to play the calls, play the calls, call the plays. <laughs> so this is what happens when you record a podcast with me at 8.30 at night instead of during the day. Oh, my God. It's way past your bedtime. <laughs> it oh, is. poor Jake. Well, you should well, get the bed. Get the damn kids off my lawn, too. So yeah. can you imagine firing Mike McCarthy to put in Philbin? Philbin? Can you but, I mean, the move needs to be made, but so that's the point. For fantasy-wise, nothing's changed, right? They, Let's well, hear they, your no, best Tony Dungy impression, uh, Jake. Do you, have, do you have a Tony Dungy impression about saying how ridiculous this is, that he got <laughs> fired in the middle of the season because this he won a Super Bowl? This is no. crazy. I'll, they have to go to Aaron Jones. If there is a philosophical change here between one bad coach... Well, he was first, until last week. I, well, I mean, Mike, McC Mike McCarthy looked like uh, an idiot. They 11 times to Aaron Jones. I, I jokingly run said, him 20 times. I see, I, and I said that, Scott. I jokingly said that that was him trying to get fired. He's an idiot. Yeah. yeah I, that, that's, um, I, I don't know what they're doing over there, but I mean, it's bad when Rodney Harrison is correct. And Rodney Harrison was saying, you know, the team's lackluster. They don't want to listen to him. And uh, it's time to make a change. So, and it absolutely was. It's past time. Hey, Scott, let me ask you something. Okay. Does it start with looking at the man in the mirror? It might start at looking the at the man in the mirror. The mirror That's right. Young. And the Welsh will sing it for us. Victoria Justice would do a better job coaching the Packers right now. <laughs> she would do a better job of singing that song, too. I don't disagree <laughs> with that, too. <laughs> She's a professional. I'm not. So, well, that's, that, I'm not going to argue that one. 
Anything else? Well, how do you feel? I mean, can we get your thoughts on this? No, you can't. It's just, no, it's, it's status quo. Uh, You don't want anything, but and you actually don't even really want Aaron. Right. Aaron Rodgers isn't even guaranteed must start anymore. Oh, do Packer fans listen to this, Jake? You're going to upset them. No, it's the truth. I said it last week. I said Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and who was the other person? Are you calling him a matchup play at this point? Russell Wilson, probably. Nah, Russell Wilson was okay. I forget who the other one was. I was talking about with James Coe, and we went through, and I said, are these must-start quarterbacks anymore? And it was Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and somebody else. And I can't remember who the somebody else. But either way, both of those are not must-starts anymore. I don't agree with – I think they, what do they have to play for? They're going to be free-flying the rest of the year. No, that's exactly – what do they have to play for? Because he's not 100%. What if we get to, week, like, week 15? He said he was healthiest. This was the healthiest game he was against Arizona. The guy yes. has one pick on 20-something touchdowns. He's going to be slinging it the rest of the year to prove a point that he's not done. I don't I mean, I don't well, why – like – Why hasn't he done it to this point? Do you, yeah, do you think that uh, there's Danica any chance Patrick. they shut him down? Danica Patrick, that's why. I, th- I think he could. I think he could easily be shut down. But yes, he is not a must. Minnesota, <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> so <laughs> Arizona, my God, they hadn't won there since they were the Chicago Cardinals. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of miserable things, Chris, let's continue to talk about them. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. What else you got? What? Bring it. I'm. I'm, I'm a miserable. <laughs> how, about, how about the traffic? Yeah. How, about, how, about, how about how long it took me to get to this show? <laughs> Hour and a half. <laughs> Let's Don't go. Get started. Don't get uh, started. Week week thirteen, as we alluded to at the top of the show, was just this. Uh, you guys saw it. I said for the things that we were going to talk about this. It was literally a what to, what the show like that what the hell happened in week 13 here's the list of things and let's talk about it i'm just going to run through everything i put for you guys so everybody can kind of get that sense of like you know what all the things that happened so josh allen quarterback two on the week drew Brees, (laughs) quarterback 29 andrew luck and jared goff both down in the 20s bombed Tariq Cohen is RB number one. I mean, Adrian Peterson might push him for that tonight. Chase Edmonds destroyed David Johnson. Dante Pettis is wide receiver three. Zay Jones is wide receiver four. Jerome Brown is wide receiver six. And Jordy Nelson's in the top ten, everybody. Tyreek, Marius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Julio Jones, all outside the top 60. Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Julian Edelman, all in the 40s. Some dude, as you guys know, jokingly, as I put it, some dude named Anthony Fersker. I don't know what that is. 6.6 <laughs> more points than Gronkowski. Holy hell. Did you mention that an offensive tackle and a defensive tackle scored a touchdown also? So Taylor Decker (laughs) and Akeem Hicks both had touchdowns this week. Um, Taylor Decker also is trying to get the ball back that he threw into the stands because that was the only touchdown he's probably going to have for his entire life. Is this not the worst time of the year? You know, some of these usually happen throughout the year. Not all in one week. They happen all in one week. While we're trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, especially the week before the playoffs, right when you need just everybody to be steady Eddie, and then Julio is outside the top 60. You know what this is, too? This is the thing that makes people hate fantasy. Every year, (laughs) I mean, everybody does this whole bit, by the way, sometime between like week nine and then obviously week 14 or 15, where they do this thing where they're like, stupid, why even waste my time? You know what I'm going to do this coming year? New Year's resolution, I'm going to cut down my leagues or I'm not going to (laughs) play. DFS only. Yeah, I'm going to do... uh, it's a draft king. That's all I'm going to do. Hey, real then, quick. I, I, so I want you to continue this, Chris, but by the way, 
but by the way, all those DFS people, yeah, I'm sure they had glorious success with all these things happening. Like, I'm, sure, I'm sure all they had huge payouts. But anyway, this reminds me of Bruce Almighty when he just started answering everyone's prayers as yes. It's like all these losers who had to get in. They're like, please just make Josh Allen be a top five quarterback this week. And then somehow make Zay you know? Jones work for my lineup. Just somehow do it. And they, yeah, you're totally right. But all please these make Chase like, Edmonds score two touchdowns. They're like, I'm just not going to do this again. Here's your strategy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick to fantasy baseball because that's that there's strategy towards that. There's you know what? Fantasy football. It's just luck. <laughs> you say that. I'm not kidding you today. I also, you guys know this, uh, just like you, I do fantasy baseball as well. I'm very successful in fantasy baseball. I actually said this to my buddy during lunch today was this past week was the first time this football season that I kind of had a desire for fantasy baseball to be back. (laughs) Just because, well, no, because it's true because over six months over the course of the season, I'm going like, that's the one thing about fantasy baseball. And you guys will know this. Everybody who plays fantasy baseball as well, or even the only sport will always say this. The people, the most intelligent, most skilled players win more often than they don't because yes, it's like highly poker. predictable. Yes, it's highly yeah. predictable. It's very consistent. There's specific metrics we can look at. There's new and, and like, like look at the stuff we we're talking about spin rates. All that. There's so much stuff there, and it works. It's not we're not chasing this like you know as great as air yards has turned out to be. I mean, <laughs> we can give you all the air yards numbers you want, and one week like this, air yards mean jack crap. All right. I 100% agree. 100%. And I'm not, by the way, how that person sounded like, uh, like, I don't necessarily well, disagree sounds. with all of it, but that's how they, but that's what happens here is people just start, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I can't believe this. And then they lose a stat. I saw lots of stat corrections. This yeah, the, if this had happened week five, I don't think we'd have that problem. No, it just, it happened in the biggest time. Playoff lives were in the balance and Dante Pettis is winning, is putting people into the playoffs. And so are, you know, Chase Edmonds and Josh Allen, then, uh, and Andrew Luck can't throw a damn touchdown. You know, it's just a rough week. It was crazy. And Andrew Luck had been matchup proof. Yeah, Andrew Luck was back to being Andrew. Andrew Luck faced these Jaguars and was matchup proof. And then, all right, so let's cut through these real quickly, kind of a one by one of just yes or no. And then if it's a yes, you can expound of do any of these things matter to you? Josh Allen QB2. And I will say, you know what? I'm going to actually answer that one first. Sorry. I, I just put Josh Allen matters to me for one thing because somebody tweeted me this and I, my response to him was, you're right. And I've said something similar before, but obviously I was not as sold. But he said, if everybody loves Lamar Jackson, why don't we like Josh Allen? And I said, yeah. you're right. You're honestly right. Because well, I've Josh been saying that for two weeks, Boggs, remember? Yeah. Well, you know. that's what I said because you said at week one, you said, so Josh Allen is better than Lamar Jackson because I was all hyped on Lamar Jackson. I said, yeah, this week he is. But then this week again, he had over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown again. So, and he should have had another touchdown. Uh, stupid Charles Clay can't catch the ball in the end zone. But, uh, at yeah, this point, I mean, we have to be sold why Josh Allen isn't going to continue doing what he's doing. Well, and, and he's guaranteed more time as I long know. as he doesn't get hurt because if Joe Flacco comes back, they're talking about splitting carries between both those guys and makes them both useless. No, I, I tweeted that too, by the way. If, if Joe Flacco splits any time, John Harbaugh should be fired on the spot. Well, right. he's leaving after the season. Anyway. I mean, yeah, he should be. 
Find he'll he'll get he'll get a better treatment than Mike McCarthy, according to Tony Dungy. So they'll let him coach out the rest of the year. Did you have like it was some? Did you meet Tony Dungy in real life? He spit on you or something? I, no, dude. He, <laughs> he has the worst opinions ever. Like, okay. He may. I hate Rodney Harrison, and he makes Rodney Harrison likable on Sunday Night Football. And I'm usually recording. Well, a here's your problem: is you're watching Sunday Night Football. Well, I'm usually not. I'm usually recording a podcast. But last night the Steelers played, so I was watching the game. Okay. And I was like, God, it's been this guy's been on TV for ten minutes, and I. I already can't stand him. So, but he was just like he kept hitting the point home, hitting the point home. You don't fire a Super Bowl winning coach in the middle of the season, blah, 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 blah. He's just saying all the things about himself, by the way. He's just like, right, exactly. 100%. Well, then on the downside, anything for you guys from Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, or Jared Goff? Anything? Not not one bit. Okay. Anything to make of Tariq Cohen, RB1 of the week? I've absolutely lo- I mean I, I like him as a flex. I that's what I said on our uh well, on flex our, is a very big disparity three week show. I mean, yeah, yeah but I didn't, I didn't think he was gonna be RB one, but yeah, uh, that, that was uh it seemed like a good call against I'll the tell Giants. you what you guys can well that's exactly so there's your right. so every single team that's faced the Giants since they traded away Damon Harrison has had a running back score a touchdown and they've all had a hundred top yards at some point. That's is Start your running backs against the, Adrian Peterson. Granted, he just went off. He's going to do it back-to-back weeks because Adrian Peterson gets the Giants at home next week. It's the it, the Lions and the Giants switched when Snacks went to team. The, yeah, and to the, the Lions, Lions pass defense fell apart because he's a one-dimensional D-tackle. Yep. By the way, this was the one week where IDP actually made sense. Where like all the high-owned guys scored the most amount of points. And it's it's never like that in IDP. So I think like we're getting some weird switch that we usually don't get. Like the defensive oh, I players. To check my IDP well. team. I only have one. Yeah, Bogman hosts an IDP podcast with Gary Davenport. So any way he can get in IDP, he's trying. That's know, right. Yeah, selling it. So I, hey, I will say this: if you and Gary Davenport, podcast. if people need some help with it, that's that's your go-to source. Yeah, he's writing for the Athletic now. So yes, occasionally. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so, I made that sound like. Pfft occasionally he's only a part of it come on yeah yeah i don't know what your problem is jake but yeah i like Gary. so yeah he's writing for the uh, the athletic now <laughs> jerk uh, <laughs> chase edmonds and dj because we all celebrated when mike mccoy got fired and everything was fine until Leftwich ruined everything with chase edmonds <laughs> by the way and i have to say this as well and you guys will appreciate this not just casual fans, people within the industry, holy hell, spell his last name right. It's not that hard. Edmonds? Yeah, stop spelling it with a U. Well, no U see, in it. I, I get confused with that, too, and I'm usually a name stickler. But, uh, you know, there's both the other Edmonds came in this draft, too, and they're spelled with a U. Here's, here's a call. Edmonds, here's, Jermaine, oh, Edmonds, oh, that's also defensive players that most people don't care. They're not related. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other Edmonds are. They're brothers. <laughs> this is riveting. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying. Edmonds. Okay, let me put this out here about DJ and Edmonds. I think well, Edmonds is Edmonds is a problem <laughs> for DJ moving forward. So much so, not that he's going to. Is it Edmonds or is it Leftwich? I think. Well, I, uh, who, who's the bigger problem? Yeah. Well, let's uh, say who's the source of the problem. Do you think it is Edmonds? I think it's going to be Leftwich. I think he, like, in the play calling Goal line back. to Edmonds. I, what I'm getting at is I don't think this is going to be a Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard type of situation at all, but Chase Edmonds 
is going to get run the rest of the way through. They're going to want to see what they have here. I got to also say, I don't know how much everyone watches David Johnson. Just doesn't look like David Johnson I've seen before. I think, and I'm going to eat these words, uh, this last, you know, four, four weeks here, I think this could be the catalyst to David Johnson moving from that like mid first round spot to that wheel spot, uh, especially as Chase Edmonds gets a little bit more run and he doesn't quite, DJ doesn't quite look as good. And we got to see what is ultimately, what does his role look like on a garbage Cardinal team? We thought he was elite. Doesn't look like it's there. I, uh, not to say that I won't be taking David Johnson cause I'm a Mark for him. I still love that guy, but he looks off this year. The offense looks off. And I think he's in well, a comment. He was definitely him. off until well, not him. He wasn't off. The Mike McCoy thing was killing him because so credit to James Coe because this was the next gen stats, which we don't have access to. Uh, because there's a certain ones that the NFL like lets out on their site, and then there's other ones that like, they, like they, certain videos. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we don't get to see everything. So these next gen stats that we didn't get to see, one of them when we were doing the podcast, as he mentioned, that the only running back that had more runs up the gut percentage wise before Mike McCoy was fired, was like Garrett Blunt than David Gus. Like, <laughs> and that was percentage-wise. That's was, percentage. Right. I mean, about in the 70% range. If you're asking any – I don't care what running back Darren Sproles is back and scored a touchdown, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Jesus. God. <laughs> hey, Doug Peter. Hey, if you guys went down this route with Doug Peterson, I warned you all year long, and I, there's nothing for me to left to say to you guys. Anyway, <laughs> uh, David Johnson, any running back running straight up the gut is going to have less success than trying to get anybody. Especially in a guy that can catch the ball and most of his game is made right. on getting outside. See, that's what I don't understand, Chris, is we give him his play. giant contract. He looks good when Leftwich comes in because they start using him in space again. And for me, I know what you're saying about it, he didn't look good, but I think if you look at the two games when Leftwich took over, he started to look like David Johnson again. And then all of a sudden this reverse course last week. Yeah, I'm not saying this is like, Gronk not looking good because like you physically watch Gronk and he does not look oh, like the you, same person. I, I, I'm gonna sound like such a dick, but I, this is another one. Did you see my tweet? Things? Did you see the tweet that I put out yesterday? With, like, <laughs> all no, which one? I it was so you know when you play Call of Duty and you get shot a lot and the screen starts starts to turn red and close in. Uh, I I don't, but I do. Okay, so you know, so I tweet it's like I imagine this is what Gronk sees every week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's half dead. <laughs> I mean, we're out here in Arizona. Bogman and I both live out here in Arizona, so we are just inundated, unfortunately, with Cardinals stuff. And I, I, he doesn't make the same cuts that I've seen from David Johnson before. And I'm not trying to say that he's necessarily slowing down. It just he's a tick off. And that could be from a wear down of the season. It could have been changing of the offenses. There were tons of rumors out here about I don't know why they don't shut him down. down. Well, he couldn't pick up the offense of Mike McCoy's system, which also held him back a lot too. So I just think I think there are so many question marks moving into next year that move him to that late first round. But the problem is, is you get guys like Kareem Hunt who uh, just you know did scumbag stuff, and now he's going to get knocked down. Depending what happens with James Conner and injury stuff, you never know what's going to happen there. That you know maybe he boosts his value a little bit up. Maybe he gets into that nine ten range. But I think he's going to be that wheel pick type of thing. And I think there's, um, unless these last four weeks go really well, I think there's some serious risk with David Johnson moving forward. Okay. All right. Fine. Scott. I don't want there to be. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no, uh, we already got, you know, we're done. We're moving on. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Keep no, going. cause uh, I just, I wanted to get to some of these, more of these players. That's so, hey, you okay. know, let's go. He was, he was the the, he, Scott, you and I were fine. He was the counter argument. That's what I'm saying. So Scott, I was going to say, Pettis, Zay Jones, Jerron Brown, Jordy Nelson. Anything there for you? 
I think Pettis, if if uh, Pierre Garçon, who I apparently I forget that Pierre Garçon is on the Niners because he's played like eight snaps for the Niners. I always want to put him on the Redskins again. Every week he talks Every about the Redskins on the show, and he goes, "Well, Pierre Garçon might get out there," and I'm like, "Well, Scott, he won't because he's not a he's not a right." I'm like, I mean, Josh Doxon might be better, but Pierre Garçon is coming back, and then he has to remind me. I don't know. It's like it's like the Pierre Garçon part of my brain is just missing. For everybody um, listening, Scott. Is is not this stupid no no, he's really no. Not. that's what's so baffling <laughs> exactly uh but uh i i like pettis with marquis goodwin pierre garçon i don't know what's going on with goodwin they said personal reasons two weeks in a row so uh maybe that's just going to be for the rest of the season i have no idea but uh zay jones seems to be a josh allen guy too so i'm no, not no, in no, on jordy no, no, i'm no, so put the kibosh in that one immediately no, no no zay jones is yeah he's fun but stop trying to make zay jones happen well he, i'm not trying to make it a thing i'm just saying if you're desperate you know you maybe no nope, uh, no nope. if you're desperate you're, you're gonna lose league, your league. You just lost aj green and there's nobody else out there. no nope, no nope, i don't care no not even in desperation no no you'd rather go with jaron brown no, I just have a litany of wide receivers in my column. This, like, like listen, to, this is under 60% owned before we even have to talk about freaking Zay Jones. Chris Godwin, John Ross, Josh Doxson, Traquan Smith, Kenny Stills, Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Marcel Aitman, I would take over him. Chris Conley, Dante Pettis, who you mentioned, Michael Gallup, Bruce Ellis. You don't have to go pick up Zay Jones. Do not do it. Well, if no, you're playing at sixty, I think there are some people that do, but I, I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill because I'm not going to do that with Zay Jones. <laughs> no. I agree. There's probably 55 to 60 players that are better. That still doesn't mean, though, yes. that you might need to dip into the 70s in some leagues. But, yeah, this is this is Pettis and all the other guys. Jordy Nelson's the biggest loser of all of them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you, know, you know where Zay Jones falls into? Zay Jones falls into the uh, lyric song. No, I was going to say the lyric song I made in my waiver column last week. So there's this group. I always put the meh group is like the guys i don't like you wrote an article like five years ago called the meh men i had the man about did guys you? that he hated in basketball yeah, so it's, it's people like, that ask me about him and i'm like nah i don't really pick him up so what i did was you know that his song here i go again on my own so uh-huh. <laughs> i put lyrics to that it's here i go again on my own picking up players that i already own as a fantasy owner i whine and i moan i can't make up my mind i'll pick them up one more time here I go again. So there you go. David That's Moore, Antonio Callaway, Mohamed Sanu, D.D. Westbrook, Anthony Miller, Dontrell Inman, Bruce Ellington, Zay Jones, all those guys. You try to chase them and figure out, okay, now it's the hat. No, stop chasing those guys and picking them up. Just leave them on the damn waiver wire. When you said he falls, I thought you were going to say off like the 10th floor. Yeah, don't chase waterfalls either. No, we miss you, Lissy Left by Lopez. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rest in peace. Burning down houses. <laughs> from Andre Risen. Andre, bad mood rising. All right, yes. what else? What else? What else? So the downside ones, and you get to go first this time, Chris. Any of those? Tyreek, Demarius, Sanders, Julio, Evans, Thomas, Edelman, any of those? Mm, I mean, Demarius has been on the downtick. Definitely not Tyreek. I'm not going to downturn on Sanders, Julio. Now, nah, the only one if I could pick on any is Demarius Thomas because the Texans offense – they don't quite know who they are because Lamar Miller is living again, and that's something. They only know DeAndre Hopkins, which is rightfully so. They should. Demarius Thomas is going a you know a zero catch week to a multi target week, so I'd say he's a guy that continues to down tick, and that's one of those players I feel like you're actually going to be chasing yourself, and that's a really bad spot to be in right now in the playoffs. He deserves to be, to like, be in the, right. the, the that song that I just sang. He does. I would throw him <laughs> in there. All the others, I'm good. You know who could sing it better. Victoria Justice. Absolutely. 
I agree. <laughs> Scott, she, did she ever uh, sign in those DMs at all? Or <laughs> no? Yeah, she was no. looking to slide into my DMs. No. Yeah, well, what I mean, is more, what you, is more likely? I mean, well, I'm going to give you a scenario here. What is more likely? Victoria Justice actually responds to Jake, or Odell Beckham Jr. unblocks him. Or Odell OBJ. Beckham. Yeah. Easy. I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to shock the world. I think Victoria Justice comments before <laughs> Odell. Does. You think? Uh, you think Market. Jake is dead to OBJ? I think market down you will never get unblocked by obj i think there's one day she is just going to be sitting around maybe she's in a car she's bored and the onslaught of all in sports listeners are going to keep doing it no, see that's where okay hold on see, that's, that's where i'm going to go different i'm going to paint the scenario of why so odell <laughs> beckham uh, you know giving our careers like us not odell beckham us three i might bump into him at some point and from, you do. from what i've heard in real life He's a super nice guy. And I've but even when you're stalking Victoria Justice, you're never going to bump into her? No, no, no. Here's the thing. So now, oh. no, well, for that's, yeah, that's. <laughs> when, you're outside, when you're outside her window, you're very close. She to doesn't yeah, look yeah. outside yeah, a lot. in the window, Jake. You, you'll bump into her. She doesn't look outside a lot. So here's the problem. <laughs> you say the onslaught of tweets. Do you know what that would have to take, Chris? That's my issue. She has over 10 million followers. She does not see an onslaught of tweets no matter how many times we've tweeted at her. I, I think it's going to happen. I, think, I couldn't uh, name I'm, one of her songs. I've this no would idea. have to be. Bold so prediction. I'm going to give it. I'm going to a little a little telltale for some of the other people out there listening to us. So there's a certain friend of ours that we have, the podcast wise, who got all of his listeners to all in the same day unsubscribe and resubscribe to his podcast because when you do so, the subscribes because they all happened at once shoots the podcast way up the I Apple wish, rankings. I wish everybody would do that to ours. <laughs> I, please I do it to yours. I, I wish I would it, just subscribe, actually. Do it to, here, here, for everybody listening, I want you know, <laughs> what's today's date? This is the third. So the the show's going to come out on the 4th. T- December 4th. Actually, December 5th, in case some of you download and listen to it at night. December 5th. Everybody listening in this league and all in sports, unsubscribe and resubscribe December 5th. Because shoot yeah. us off the race. Get us this. So yes. anyway, so sidebar. That's what it would take. It would take thousands of people tweeting Victoria Justice in one day to actually see any of those tweets about okay. Man, how about that's like a uh, Jake Seeley birthday present? No, When's I your birthday, it. Jake? No, we just no, passed I'm, my birthday, actually. I've it was got November 29th. This is, this is what's going to happen. You, you don't follow me on Instagram with my uh, mom's cake that looks like it. Oh, that's right. Over. That's right. And I saw the dogs getting uh, the ice out of the fridge. I forgot about though. that. Yeah. Here's how it happens. Me and Jake, we're all talking off air about Jake potentially maybe uh, coming out to Arizona. Uh, I don't even know if we can talk about what you might be doing. If you were, uh, that's for you, Jake. But if you were out here, the three of us. Sexual favorite. Together. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm staying in my place. <laughs> we will go around the, the place that we might potentially be around when have, have a lot of people. Every single person, we will walk around and have them tweet Victoria Justice. That's how we'll do it. Hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> could be there. Hundreds we will, of thousands. And we'll tweet. You propose to me on the big screen too? <laughs> uh, you know what? We can pay for it. How we got inside. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Come on, you can do it. You should write an article on The Athletic and be like, um, this is my free article for the day. The uh, Curious Case of Victoria Justice. Versus Odell Beckham. <laughs> Versus Odell Beckham. <laughs> how, does, how does Odell Beckham not have a deal with ramen with his ha- when his hair looks exactly like Who has one? more upside, Odell or Victoria Justice? <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer to that one. I know. I, we all agree. All right. Sorry, so, we went off. This always happens with us. This off. is way, way off topic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's go back to running backs. 
Let's. Are we done with it? Oh, because the yeah, because the last one was some dude named Fersker, so we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> he <laughs> went to Harvard. To that That's what I heard during the game. <laughs> so this is another assumption we have to make as of today, because people have waiver wires. The whole reason we're talking about this is yes, it might be moot by the time you guys listen, but if your waivers are running, so if Melvin Gordon doesn't come back this week, did Justin Jackson usurp Austin Eckler, and he is now the lead option and the one to own for the Chargers? Yes. I think he did. Uh, I, I absolutely think he did. And I think that Austin Eckler, just his role is going to be third down back receiving back from now on. And if they need uh, like a drive, I think Justin Jackson has earned it. So, uh, I mean, Austin Eckler did not look good last night and Justin Jackson looked really good. Now he did come in a little bit later. You know, he got a little bit more of the tired defense, but he had burst. Uh, he was patient behind the line. That dude looked really, really good. So I I'm excited. wholeheartedly agree. I was in, incredibly impressed with how Justin Jackson looked. And we talked a lot about it too, where I, I was really trying to dig in about where Jackson would be on the, you know, the waiver, um, you know, the, the board here of, of the order, you know, one, two, three, four, because we got a couple guys we haven't talked about yet. And I think he would be near the top. I mean, if Melvin Gordon were out for like multi-week here, I argue I might, uh, I don't know. It's so tough because there's no clarity to me with the Pittsburgh Steelers situation. I think Justin Jackson is, would be a clear cut number two with a potential even above Samuel Samuels. If uh, Pittsburgh did something weird, like bring another running back in, or we got a week, which would already be passed. But if we got a week of uh, a sharing there, I'd rather have Justin Jackson sharing in LA than I would Jalen Samuels sharing in Pittsburgh. Mm, I can see that. Scott. Yeah, I mean, this, the same thing. I think that uh, Justin Jackson has become the guy. I like Eckler, and I know that, Jake, you are an OG Eckler guy because I heard about him from you before I heard about him from anyone else. So um, uh, what do you think about this? Because we're both on Justin Jackson here. Yeah, so for this week's waiver column, I actually have Samuels number one because – as of t- here's the situation. I am, as you know, we talked about it on the show. I am of the opinion that if there is no Connor, it is James Cam- Samuel's back for James Cam- Jalen Samuel's backfield. <laughs> Obviously, I could be completely wrong about that, but I think even Justin Jackson being the lead, which I completely agree with you guys, he looked better. I thought Justin Jackson, even go back to the draft, when I wrote him up, I thought he was going to be a compliment, pass catching third down back, and that was going to yeah, be it. Not a seventh rounder, right? Right, and. I still don't think he's much more than that. I think he can be the lead, but that's the thing is I don't think Austin Eckler's going anywhere. Like I could see this being a 60-40 split. I don't think it gets much past that. Jalen Samuels, even if Ridley steals some, even if they bring in C.J. Anderson, I think Samuels still going to settle in around 70%, and that's why I have Samuels in front of Justin Jackson. Okay, well, and, and so I'll tell you this. Steelers also- sent everything at Austin Eckler and had uh, no answer for Justin Jackson and especially no answer for Keenan Allen. I would actually love if the Steelers would give the full go to Samuels because I feel like that would put some clarity into this debate. Oh, we've had it over on the Black Book with P's of P a whole bunch about this where everyone wanted to be like, well, it's a system. James Conner isn't as good as Left Bell. <laughs> oh, Samuels stuff. If Samuels goes out and looks like James Conner again, then there's legitimate like, all right, Pittsburgh just does something magical with their running backs. But where you know, maybe James Conner is just really good as well. And if James, well, I mean, James Conner did get two one yard touchdowns yesterday. Uh, they were uh, really, they couldn't be easy. No, but you're right in your thought process because let's be real about Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels is an okay running back. I mean, he, yeah. There's a reason he came out as a hybrid. He's definitely, he's kind of, 
I, I don't want to say he's a jack of all trades because that sounds like he's really good at everything. He's just kind of okay at everything. And being in this offense might just really help him. So I'm assuming one of the ones that you alluded to here, Chris, is the third running back I have in the waiver column. That's Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeffrey Wilson Jr. Jeffrey Wilson Jr. Number eight car on the NASCAR. Yeah, now that Matt Breida apparently isn't a cyborg uh, because he is out this week somehow. You know what the funny thing is? I said it – I. I don't know who I said it to first at this point, but it was about, I think it was actually Pat Mayo. But I said, we're about midpoint of the season. I said, here's how do you know whether or not to play Matt Breida. If he's 100% healthy, you don't play him because he's coming out of the game early. If mm. he's banged up all the way and questionable, you start him because he's going to go off like bangbusters. What happened? <laughs> there was no injury we heard of. Not a blip on the radar. Everything was fine. He played the last game and nothing, guess what? Comes out of the game and is yeah. He's ridiculous. Yeah, no, and you are right. Jeffrey Wilson Jr. is the guy that, um, I mean, with Breida out, if he's running that offensive scheme with Shanahan, I think this is a whole nother ball game. I really do. I think it's a whole nother ball game with him. And that's why, like, one of the most interesting weeks of the entire season for waivers and fab is actually coming going into the playoffs because you have Jalen Samuels. You have a guy like Justin Jackson. You have Jeffrey Wilson Jr. You could theoretically have two guys that are going to jump into number one in their role. And I think Jeffrey Wilson Jr. could actually be put in the best spot because they don't play Alfred Morris. And if Brieta is out, man, again, I have so many questions about the Pittsburgh situation. I would put my waiver claims of Samuels and then Jeffrey Wilson Jr. is number two. I, if, if you're, uh, you know, we only have three weeks left. So if you're looking for a fill-in spot or you just don't want someone else to to get a guy for this week, I think it's Jalen Samuels. But I think Brieta could easily be shut down. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, th- I think that Wilson could definitely go over him. So I think I might, and especially if you're not playing on Yahoo. My, my concern with Wilson is he's just kind of a glorified, well, not even glorified. He's just Gus Edwards because he's right. got vision. He's kind of well, what is Jalen Samuels after this week if James Conner comes back? He's right. Well, I think that's where you have to weigh what you're going to shoot for. Right. Well, that's serious? what I was saying. What your yeah. situation is. If you're looking for someone to uh, to come in and stabilize, then that's probably Jeff Wilson. But if you're looking for someone for this week until they sign CJ Anderson, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, then uh, I, I think it's uh, Jalen Samuels. Yo, by the way, do you guys are you guys peeping this Captain Marvel trailer that just dropped? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that, was like, that was like three minutes ago. You're way behind. I am yeah, so behind. Ahead. I'm watching it live right now, and I am all in about this. Actually, Captain speaking Marvel. of which, you talk about we way behind as there's some video coming up uh, apparently during because they do the stupid halftime show for Monday Night Football this year. The name of this song is Streets by Black and some other people. I, I thought Black Street because my eye caught it. I was like, wait, wait, wait Black Street's doing the halftime show. What the hell's going on? I was about to tell you to shut up because I was going to unmute it. That would have been great, but it wasn't, obviously. So no, have- I'm, I'm super depressed now because it's not Black Street. I think that Captain Marvel trailer, by the way, might have uh, told us a lot about what the apparent, quote, Wednesday Avengers 4 trailer is going to be titled. Going to take the guess that it'll be Annihilation for you uh, nerds, fellow nerds out there. Fellow nerds out there? Yes, you're you're one of them, Jake. Don't, aren't you in on this with all your Funko Pop things? Oh, I, I forgot to tell you, speaking of which, so that dude's comeback to me was, go kiss your Funkos before you go to bed. Like, <laughs> About what? <laughs> About the Steelers <laughs> guy? This, 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 the Steelers guy, yeah. That guy's awesome. What well, a, just what be a, lucky he didn't headbutt you in the face. Like the, I know, yeah. I told him, uh, I was like, oh, I can't. I'm too busy getting the lidocaine for that sick burn, buddy. 
What a burn <laughs> that guy had. I'll awesome. tell you what, it was so awesome. Hey, baseball, by the way, real quick. I'll get your guys' thoughts, and especially from you from a scouting's perspective there, Chris. Yeah. Just because I people still cannot grasp this thought. In 2017, in the middle of the season, I deleted the Mets from my Bleacher Report, from my ESPN, from everything. <laughs> I deleted you. them. I moved on. I am still not a fan of another team. I've rooted for other teams. I've rooted for the Cubs a couple of years ago because the Mets were out, and I wanted to see the Cubs finally win the World Series because I have a friend, lifelong friend, who's a Cubs fan. I'll root for other teams anytime my team's out of it. Like when I watch the Super Bowl, I root for one of those teams to win. I don't want to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl. But in any case, all that being said, I'm not switching allegiances, but I did give up on caring about the Mets because it's freeing and it's aggravating to actually care so <laughs> when people ask me about this trade i have two responses guys one is i think the mets are doing the same thing they always do is straddle the fence and when you straddle the fence you get stuck in the ass by the spokes and they <laughs> for it. if i was still a fan i'd be pissed off but guess what i don't care because i just sit back and laugh now what is your guys honest opinion from somebody who might still care for fantasy purposes yeah well a good thing too by the way a little plug for us uh, our itl fantasy baseball podcast is coming back this week actually wednesday we're dropping the first episode in a couple months and we're kind of slowly uh you know a couple more episodes in december and we go full in january but I i'm a big uh, jared kellenick guy the guy that they traded away uh very much like him one of the top prep bats in the draft this last draft and they just traded him away um uh Power, hit tools, some speed, polish type of guy. Uh, he's, he's a stud. Now, you're trading away a 19-year-old, and there's a lot of things that are still sitting out there. But at the end of the day, like the formula that the Mets were doing is what they sh should be doing. You should have, you know, you built all your internal pitching, and then you go spend money on hitters. The problem is they are not doing that with the correct personnel. And I, I, Robinson Cano doesn't really interest me. I hate the price of the, the market has for closers, even though you got Edwin Diaz, which is great. And then they're talking about the Syndergaard stuff. So at the end of the day, I thought it was, is okay. You know, if they want to go all in and show their fan base they're trying to do something, all right. I thought they gave up. Jared Kellenick is a big give. Justin Dunn, he could be a, a back-end close type of guy, or he could be maybe a number four starting pitcher. I'm not big on him. It's Kellenic. At the end of the day, I think in three years, this might not look super great, but this is what the Mets do. They always trade away their prospects for rentals. I always think back to the Scott Casimir, Victor Zambrano one, though that didn't really work out either way. But I would say uh, this is in favor of Seattle. I don't think it's a, a travesty by any means, but Kellenic is he's a real deal. Like I actually think I might like him a little bit more than their top prospect, Andres Jimenez. I got to see Jimenez and Peter Alonso a ton in the Arizona Fall League out here. I love Alonso. I'm okay on Jimenez, but I'm gonna get to see Kellenic now out here in Arizona because he's with the Mariners in Peoria. And I might like him a little bit more than uh, uh Kellenic more than Jimenez. I couldn't be more with you, Jake. The 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 fence straddling. We're we're thinking about trading Cindergard. So let's go get old ass Robbie Cano in here. <laughs> And a worn-out closer who threw and two said McNeil to the bench, who you just stumbled upon last year. Right, right. And then, uh, yeah, but we're also interested in Kluber. Let's go get Kluber now. But let's trade Syndergaard, so, too. But also, yeah, I, but also let's trade The only thing that makes sense is if, you, and again, if you're on the outside looking in, now, if you're going to continue down this road, and it's maybe Syndergaard for Chris Bryant with the Cubs talking about that, or something like, if there's something along those lines, maybe it's just somebody else. But if it's something like that, fine and you go out there and make a play if that doesn't happen you keep center guard and sign Mustakis, and then do make another pitching play like, if you do stuff where it shows that you're continuing down this route 
okay, you know what? The Mets are acting like a New York team. They're acting like the Mets. They're acting like they actually have money and aren't broke. If the next follow-up to this is two closers or two close, two relievers and some depth at third base, then F them. <laughs> they're going to stay deleted on Bleacher Report. Yeah. <laughs> you should block them. You should actually, have you blocked block the Mets Twitter account? You should no. block Hold on. I'll do it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I encourage you to do this. Block those stupid Mets. Look, I don't, I don't follow. I don't follow any teams. Oh, no, that's not true. I follow the Saints because they followed me because I used to write for them for a couple. And it's like, I, I kind of want to stop following them. But at the same time, it's like the Saints follow me. So I can't. Ah, yeah, they, yeah. They do. They do that little. Hold on. Audit. Hold on. Like, I'm doing it right now. Right. Block Mets. <laughs> love it done take that screenshot <laughs> credit at is it the welsh love you, it you blocked at mets <laughs> done uh, by the way suggested people to follow on the left are the dodgers and astros quality <laughs> team. Hey, you got your new team you, yeah. got your, you get to pick hey that, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i actually have an old i wore it one time on one of the shows i was on just to show people because they believe i have an old astros hat with the the old brown and dark blue, navy blue that they used to have with the yeah. angled star because right. I also had a jersey because Bagwell is one of my favorite all-time players in general. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm originally from Houston, so I have a bunch of like old, old Astros gear. Like I have the old, um, like how they went back to that hat, the H with the, the uh, orange star H and to the, um, yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff, like the navy blue and gold, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, did you really say H to the Izzo? I did. That happened. Oh, that can happened. we do one more thing? Because we only have about three minutes left. Yeah. Can we just laugh at all the people that thought they figured out the Patriots running backs? Right. <laughs> just the last three minutes, I just want us to be cackling at everybody. It, it's like, there's a clear-cut running back in uh, Philly. There's a clear-cut running back in New England. There's not. There's never, there was. There's... When everybody was hurt and it was down to two, I hope you enjoyed that because we told you the time was coming when Rex Burkhead was going to – and it didn't even t- – it wasn't even Rex Burkhead getting touches. It was James Devlin with two effing touchdowns. It's amazing. It's a, The Patriots, uh, they are – you know what? We This week 13 that we just had, the Patriots are the physical representation of 2018. <laughs> That's what they are. Every week, we don't know what's going on. Weird players are scoring. It's going to disappoint everybody. Uh, somebody's cursing at I mean, if it's not the head coach cursing at the players, it's us curs- cursing at our own players. They are the physical representation of we. You know, I'm, I'm not a Belichick guy, but Thielen kind of deserved deserve that. No, he didn't. No. Yeah, he did. What, what, did he, what did he deserve for it? He was yelling at him for challenging. Good. Get Good. out of here. Good. What are you talking about? Get out of here. Good. Uh, yeah. Shut up, you pompous asshole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's go, Jake. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like Belichick look, look, at all. I, you know like, what? No, no, no. Because here's the thing: is you know, I think Belichick's the one that paid for the Kareem Hunt video. Um, we right. have like a no. like, seriously like two minutes left. Real quick, I'm gonna throw this out there: is like I'm the one of the people that complains about Cam Newton all the time. If you're gonna be in the face and braggadocious when you're doing great, then stand at the podium and take it like a man when you suck. So, also that being said, is I, don't, I get tired of this whole Popovich Bilicek. Oh, it's so cute and funny that he's a dick all the time when we interview him. I'm so funny. sick of it. I'm You're a so, dick. Dude, Popovich, nobody makes me more mad than Popovich on how he treats people. Like Popovich has gotten better. People laugh about it. Belichick hasn't, and Saban is the devil. People like, think Sa- he's cute. Saban, Saban makes Belichick look likable. Saban's so. a scumbag, too. They're, I yeah, hate yes. these guys that they think they're so above everybody else. Their sport, their position is so above all the mundane things in life. We're going to treat everybody like a piece of garbage. They, so many of them do it. Can't act like human beings. Uh, Jay, I'm so with you. It is utterly 
it, it makes me so freaking sick. And Popovich is at the top of the list for me. I'm not a big college guy, so Saban's there. Popovich is at the absolute top, and Belichick is right there. He's got nothing. Hate it. All right. Well, so we have a minute and a half. I want to make sure I give you guys plenty of time to pimp your stuff again still. So go oh, ahead. Yeah, just, you check us out. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? It's a Twitter handle in this league.com. Uh, we got a Patreon if you guys are rocking all in sports, which I highly suggest you do. You people that aren't doing it, you're doing it wrong. You guys did a really cool, cool thing for your end of the month. Joe and I talked about it on the Black Book. So why not uh, double down? Uh, join us. Join uh, all in sports. Have some fun. It's going to be a damn good thing. And just check us out in this league.com. And Bogman does a whole bunch of other shows, the college and IDP and all that cool stuff. And we're both doing uh, NBA takeaways. If you're an NBA guy, we have a uh, fantasy oh, NBA yeah. podcast and we have NBA takeaways that is brought to you by the NBA. So we'll I forgot about that. Yeah. The NBA, we are doing that for the NBA. It's a daily show. So uh, check that out. Well, I love these two guys. I hope you listen to everything they said and do follow them. I'm not even going to get to talk to them after this show because there's no time left. And the program I use is, it, it doesn't give a damn. Once the time <laughs> is up, the time is up. up. You were just on us. So here we go, guys. Are you ready? Because we're going to do this live on the podcast. Well, not really live because I recorded the podcast, but I'm doing it live as I'm going to tell you who won the signed Michael Thomas helmet because I have all the entries here. I'm about to hit the random number generator. I'm about to pull up the tweet and see who won the Michael Thomas signed mini helmet and gets to enjoy seeing it on their desk all the time. Yes, I've delayed enough. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Click. Did you hear the click? I don't know if you did. But in any case, we got a theory of madness. Love the show. Thanks. Fist pound um, or fist bump, not fist pound. <laughs> fist bump. Uh, a good re- Hey, I like this one. It's Pinky in the Brain of the Fantasy Podcast. Join Jake every week as he plots to take over the fantasy football world and takes you along for the ride. Narf. Well done. I appreciate that, especially because it's one of the better cartoons because the Animaniacs are great. But congratulations. A theory of a madness. Email me so I'd have your address and information. I can send you the helmet. And everybody else, as I said, I'm extremely sorry. I could have given a prize to everybody. There are going to be more contests. This is already the second one we've had. I already gave out t-shirts. Actually, technically, it's kind of the third. And like I said, I'm going to figure out something for some more of you guys out there. So once again, congratulations. Once again, I really appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show as much as you do and tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next time. No, I'll, you, you, show, it's, just about, it's, it's literally about the cut off. I'll talk to you guys later. I really Bye. appreciate it. Bye, Jake. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Love you. Bye.